Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. Hello and welcome to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar, former therapist, now turned on-camera confidence and content creation coach, and a first-generation Indian immigrant woman on a relentless mission to bring you simple and tangible actions and advice to help you step up your life and business. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest and realest people I know in mental and emotional health, marketing, and business to help you get out of your head and get moving. And now it's time for another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. What are your hobbies? I purposely left that very long silence (laughs) Silence just now because can I just say this when I ask my clients this, when I ask my friends even Like, what are your hobbies? What do you love to do for the sheer pleasure of it? Right? I'm not saying like, oh, I enjoy reading self-help books. There's nothing wrong with reading self-help books, y'all. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're always going to be doing something so that you can be improving or increasing your bottom line and have it be attached to an outcome, you're going to find that you aren't really going to experience that much pleasure in your life. You know, you're just not. I was always that person that would take classes so that I would become better, so that I would become more successful. So that, so that, so that, so that. And it wasn't recently, you know, it's been, I mean, I shared this a lot on the podcast. You know, I started playing tennis again. I got back into acting. A few months ago, I had my first paid acting gig and I've had many more since then, which has been awesome. But a lot of the things that we often do or we we did as kids or we've always wanted to do, we don't do because we're like, well, what's the point? Oh, it's not going to make me any more money or what, you know, what's the point of this, right? And so um, I wanted to share a little bit about why, I want to share a lot about why having hobbies outside of your business is essential to your bottom line. And you may not even realize it. See, because we live in a society where it's always do this so that so-and-so person loves you. Do this so this person picks you and chooses you. Do this so you can have the promotion. Do this so you're more acceptable by society, right? And we stop doing the things that we actually love. And we really only focus on doing things that we think are going to garner some sort of approval, validation, increase in our bottom line. And then we start to hate the thing that we do, right? We're like, this is not fun anymore. And why are we allowed to have fun as kids and not as adults? And so I really want to dispel this myth 
And if there's something that you've been wanting to try and wanting to do and wanting to feel, and you haven't felt that feeling in a while, if you haven't done the thing that you've been wanting to do, this episode and the examples that I'm going to share, I really hope will give you that nudge that you need to go do that thing. And I'm going to show you step-by-step exactly how I did that for myself in my own life, okay? So the first thing that I want to share is tennis. So I started playing tennis when I was a kid. My dad put me in lessons um, with this Indian man named Soam, and he was wonderful. And um, I'd go on the weekends, but then, you know, I kind of, I became a little bit of a troublemaker at school. And I just, you know, just told my dad I wasn't interested anymore. That's just kind of how it went. And I stopped playing. But then in high school, started playing again. Solid JV player, I jokingly say. Then, you know, didn't really uh, follow through with tennis in high school. And then after that, um, I didn't play at all. Like, I didn't play at all until my 30s, right? Until I was like 33, 34. I took back tennis again. um, Started working with a private instructor. But I also had a little bit of an addiction. And by little, I mean a lot. So I had maybe about four or five lessons with this tennis coach. And um, then I stopped because my addiction took, you know, front seat. In, in every area of my life. So you already know the story. You know about my recovery. You can go back to previous episodes. I don't want to get into that right now. I want to get into how I took back. I, 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 I recommitted to playing tennis again. And I recommitted um, last, over a year ago, actually. So it's been over a year since I recommitted to tennis. And the f- very first thing that I did was I decided that I wanted to get back into tennis, right? So everything that you do in your life starts with a decision. So I decided that I want to get back into playing tennis. I also love uh, working with someone one-on-one because I knew that I just needed to brush up a little bit. Well, not brush up. I I literally felt like I was starting back from square one. So I hired um, a private coach through Austin Tennis Academy, Vince, Vince Segovia. He was wonderful. And um, we had, let's see, about 15 lessons with each other. And then I told him, I go, I think I want to start you know, first of all, it became very pricey. Okay. But it's fine. I wanted to invest in myself. I put some skin in the game, got a new racket, got new tennis clothes, did all the thing, like really just kind of fell deep into, you know, wanting to really get good at playing tennis. You know, I like, I just wanted to do it because it was so much fun. It's like the one form of movement that I absolutely love. No matter how I'm feeling, no matter how tired I am, I will get up in the morning to go play tennis. And that for me is very telling. It tells me that my body really loves playing tennis. Okay. So then after that, I told him I wanted to, you know, I had to, uh, it it, it was quite a trek and it was quite pricey to get to him. So he said, okay, why don't you start playing some clinics? So I found a place, South Austin Tennis Center, where I started playing clinics. And then I started playing against other people, not competitively, but in clinics, you're with other people. And it's like 25 bucks a clinic. So I did that for about five months straight. And then I kept hearing all the women in the clinics talking about leagues and playing like competitively. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to, I want to play against other people. Like I want to really play against other people. And I want to, I, you know, I, I want to win. I want to know what it's like to win, um, and actually play for like real points. So then I joined two tennis leagues. Oh, well, before I did that, I took my birthday trip in May. To Mexico, and I looked up the Rafael Nadal Tennis Center, and I played tennis in Mexico, and I loved it so much. I went back and again. I went back again in August, right? So it's like 
I really just, I was like, I need to go on a vacation. I'm turning 39, but I also want to play tennis. This is what I'm doing for my birthday. So I created that adventure for myself. And um, I went back again in August. That was really beautiful. And now I'm just playing. Like I'm playing in leagues. I've, I've, learned, I've met so many people through playing in leagues, playing competitively. One of my closest friends now I met through a league. We go, we go on the boat together. We hang out together. It's fun. She's she's a little bit older than me. She's she's wise. She's been around the block and back, and she's just she's just such great energy, and I love being around her. So I, a lot of good things have come from this. So how has this affected me in my business? Well, I noticed in my business, I well, what I was committed to in my business was to really operate from a much more feminine place. And what I mean by that is, is not hustle so hard and to really be more in tune with my intuition and my energy and to flow and to just kind of just, just have fun in my business and not hustle so hard. Playing tennis was a great outlet for my masculine energy. So I was able to, by playing tennis, really balance out both my masculine and feminine energy. And I love the competitive side. I love that I can yell when I play tennis. I can curse. I haven't, I have, I've only thrown a racket once, to be honest. But I also love getting to meet the other women. And so it was a beautiful blend of both. And um, I, I am competitive, but I've never been competitive like playing sports, right? Because I never really followed through with many of the sports that I played as a kid, which was like tennis and tennis and volleyball and softball. So anyway, um, it's been beautiful for me. I have an outlet. My entire life is not my business. I don't want my entire life to be my business. I want my life to be my life and I want my business to support the life that I want, right? And I don't want my life to support my business. Big difference. So I don't want to run my life according to my business. I want my business to be constructed and built in a way that supports the life that I want. And this is something that I had to learn. I had to learn. I had to, I had to be taught it. I had to be, I had to be guided and playing tennis for me, getting back into something that I loved doing. So it's a form of movement for me has definitely increased my bottom line because I have just a whole new outlook on myself, right? It's definitely increased my confidence. It's increased my self-esteem because I, I really just took it seriously and, and I just committed to it and it felt really good. Now, <laughs> I've won two tennis matches and maybe by the time you hear this episode, I, I you know, would have won more. If you go to my Instagram at my name is Vasavi, I often share my tennis matches, but you know, so far, I've only really won two matches, but that's okay. We're not doing it to just win, win, win all the time. We do it to move. We do it to have fun. We do it as an outlet. And that's the thing. Most of us get so caught up in the success of our business that we forget about the success of our soul. And when I say success of our soul, I'm not referring to any end goal, any finish line. But when I think about the success of my soul, that my soul feels satisfied, that my soul feels aligned, that my soul feels heard, that my soul feels seen. And I wanted to play tennis and restart playing tennis again and really have that be a part of my life. Because I realized I was spending so much time focusing on the success of my business and I was miserable. So that has really helped. Another thing that I want to get into is how I got back into acting, right? So quick story. I will never forget this scene. So I used to love Full House growing up. And I remember <laughs> I loved Stephanie Tanner was my favorite. Jodie Sweeten was her name. And I wrote to her, actually. And she wrote me back a postcard. It was probably like her agent. But, but nonetheless, it made me feel really awesome. Um, 
I wanted to act when I was a kid. And I think I was, as a child, I was a very genuine, real child. I never not said how I felt. And so acting just seemed so fun for me. And I remember being in the dining room. I'll never forget this. My mom and I were standing against the wall, leaning against the wall. And I said to my mother, I really want to be an actress. And my mother said, no. She goes, I don't want men to take advantage of you. That's what she said. She goes, well, you know, what if you have a male producer or a male director and your mo- and, and, and this, these men try to take advantage of you and, you know, they're in what, you know, put the nail in the coffin on my acting dreams. But it's funny. I never really lost sight of that, right? There's a reason why I still always sought out television and reality TV and being on there because I, there was that part of me that really loved being in front of the camera. And as you all know, that's, that's what I teach people now is how to feel confident on camera. So I, you know, even when I first got divorced, I made some money. Um, one of my revenue streams was being, you know, uh, extra and, and extra on movie sets and, and television sets. So, you know, it, I never lost that spark. But recently, I started taking it seriously again. So I got, you know, I applied to be represented by an agency here in Austin, Texas. They accepted me. I'm now represented. I'm now represented by acclaimed talent agency here in Austin, Texas. I've had my first paid acting gig. I've had a few since then, and it's been amazing. I've been able to, you know, be on set, work with directors, get to know other actors and actresses here in Austin, Texas, and from all over, actually. And let me tell you how this has helped my business, okay? Like on a personal level. So what I teach is camera confidence. I had the rude awakening within myself when I was talking to one, my team member, Taylor. She's probably listening to this episode right now because she's editing it. We determined and she helped me see that I was performing in every area of my life. As confident as I am, as self-expressed that I, as I am, she pointed out that there are parts of me that I don't ever let people see. And in a way, I'm still performing. And so she made me make a commitment to myself, and I did, which is unless I am getting paid to perform and paid to act, Vasavi is no longer wearing a mask at all. And that's really something that I want to say to you, and I really want to you know, hit that home and, and, and really make that point, is that when I talk about being confident on camera, I'm not talking about acting. I'm not talking about performing. I'm talking about you being you. What I do when I get paid to act is I'm acting. I'm like channeling different parts of myself and I am being told by a director how to be and how to feel. And I'm okay with that because I'm getting paid for it. But I made a commitment to myself that in all other areas of my life, when the cameras are not rolling, I am 1,000% myself. If you ask me how I'm feeling, I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling. I don't need to tie it up with a pretty bow. And that's something that I really noticed that I was doing. And the reason why acting has been so helpful to me in my business is because it's my outlet. See, I love to perform. I am a performer. I know how to just turn on. And so it gives me my outlet to perform. And that has helped me in my business be genuinely self-expressed. I thought I was self-expressed before, and I was, but I've taken it to a whole nother level now. It's like full on Vasavi, right? But I still love that aspect of me that loves to just put on a show. Well, I don't need to put on a show if I'm not getting paid for it and paid well for it. So acting has been my outlet. So 
I want to ask you this. And as we're kind of going through, I have one more thing that I want to share with you. The hobby that I have that has helped me in my business. Um, Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. What is something that you've been wanting to do? What is the outlet that you need for you to be more self-expressed in your business? Because this is really what I'm what I'm getting for myself here. And I want to share this with you. It's like I felt creatively stifled at times. Like I was self-expressed, but I felt like I was putting all my energetic bas- energetic eggs in my in the in my business basket. And I needed an outlet for me to really just channel that part of me that loved that putting on that show it just felt like I could be a different person but I didn't want to do that in my business and now that I have an outlet for that in my business I can show up authentically and so this is why having hobbies or different outlets is very important for your self-expression in your business because if you struggle with being genuine genuinely you and real you and self-expressed in your business then find the outlet for you to be whoever you need to be and just have fun with it. Just have fun with it so that you can take that energy and you can bring that into your business and really show up in a more aligned, energetic, joyful way, whichever feeling it is that you're after. I want to make that distinction again, is that camera confidence is not about acting and performing. Camera confidence is about being you. And if I had not started playing tennis again, if I had not taken acting um, and really kind of taking that seriously as, a, as another outlet for me. I don't, I don't know how much longer I would have kept going in my business being the person that I was. I'm so grateful that I decided to listen to that inner calling that was telling me to get back into acting again. Because now I have a real outlet. 
for that part of me that wants to perform. I'm a, I'm a 4W3. I'm an Enneagram 4 with a wing 3, and I am very much a performer. So I needed that outlet. The problem was I was performing in my life and not getting paid for it, and it was exhausting. It's exhausting to perform. But if you're going to perform, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that thing, get paid for it and at least have fun doing it. You know what I mean? So the third hobby, um, and I want to give a shout out to my client, Mel. Uh, she's the one who actually encouraged me to do this. It was one of her last uh, days here in Austin, Texas. She moved a little bit ago and um, we were just talking about like romance and stuff. And she goes, you know, you'd, you'd be, she goes, it would be so much fun for you to be a wedding officiant. She goes, have you ever thought about that? And something inside of me just kind of clicked. Now, being a wedding officiant for me is really that part of me that's a hopeful romantic. I love love. I love to love for no good reason other than to just love. I just want to love you. That is who I am. It just flows out of me. And I feel like crying even saying this because I, that's really who I am is someone who just loves to love. And I needed an outlet for that. I needed an outlet for that. So I became a wedding officiant. I literally paid $49 to become a wedding officiant online. Didn't do anything with it for a month. And then I'm like, what am I doing? And then I looked for wedding officiant jobs. And I came across the Texas Wedding Ministers and I applied and they wanted me. They said, yes. So I've already done a few weddings. I've done same sex marriages. I've done non same sex marriages at the Texas Capitol, at different venues, at chateaus in Austin. And I'm getting paid for it. Not only is it, is, is it another income stream for me, but more than that, more, it's not even about the money. It's just about another outlet for me to perform and also to tap into that part of me that just loves love. You cannot put all of your eggs in your business. You cannot, like, it. I look at it like this. Have you ever met those parents that say they want to have kids because they're like, children are going to bring me so much happiness. And then guess what? Your kids become you know, young adults, they become adolescents, they become teenagers, and then they're no longer your source of happiness. That's what people do with their business. They're like, my business is everything to me. It's like, you're shit out of luck if you're going to put all, if you're going to make your business the source of your happiness. If you're going to make, you know, it's kind of like when people are like, oh, this is my significant other. It's like, God, I fucking feel bad for them because if they're, if they're that significant to you, right? No one should be that significant to you. Your inner being is the person that you're in the relationship with you. And that's what we do. We get, we enter into a relationship with our business. Our business cannot fulfill every single need of ours. It's just like when you enter into a romantic partnership, we expect our partner to, to fulfill every single need of ours. That's so not fair to that person. And you're definitely going to be let down. No one human being can fulfill all things for you. And that's why you need to have different outlets because in entrepreneurship, you're going to want to give up. You're going to hate yourself. You're going to think you're not cut out for it. You're going to get jealous of other people who are successful, more successful than you. You're going to compare yourself. You're going to think you don't have what it takes. You have to find outlets where you feel confident, where you develop your confidence in other areas. Because if you're just starting out in entrepreneurship, you're not going to get it right away. Like, I'm being honest with you. There are still days sometimes that I'm like, what am I doing? But I, I honestly, those, those days are much farther 
away from each other than they used to be because I have other outlets that allow me to see myself in such a different way that it's like I got what it takes. I don't put all my emotional eggs in my business basket, okay? And I don't put all my energy into my business. I put my energy in different things that fulfill me. And that's why having hobbies outside of your business is essential to your bottom line because I feel stronger and I feel more confident because I play tennis and I play against other people. And I just, I had my first tennis match and I didn't know what add in and add out meant. If you don't watch tennis, you don't know what that means, but it's usually right after deuce when you guys have a tied score. Okay. I'm not even going to get into it, but anyway, I can't even explain it, but I know what it means. So that increased my confidence. I now know what that means. I can get on a court. I know exactly how to score. That increases my confidence. Like, oh, I could do this. Acting. When I had my first paid acting gig, I got paid $1,500 for a 90 minute gig. You know how good that made me feel? You know what it told me? You know what? I don't need to fucking bust my ass to make money. I can show up. I can act. I can perform. And I can walk out of there with 1500 bucks. That felt really good for my first paid acting gig. And that's telling me I don't need to work my ass off to make money. Money will come easily to me. And that type of energy is the type of energy that I want to have in my business. But I would not have really realized that and felt that had I not gone into acting. Or had I not gone into tennis and being a wedding officiant, you know, I'm still learning the lesson why I decided to go into being a wedding officiant. But I do know I went from being really jaded and cynical when it comes to love. And the more I see these couples who get married and I see the way the groom talks to the bride or or the way the groom talks to the groom or the bride talks to the bride. And the more I see that, it just makes me realize love is really everywhere. And it's, it's, it's there. And it just makes, it just keeps my heart tender. And I want to keep my heart tender. I don't want to keep it hardened. I don't want to do that to myself. And so I'm still learning the lesson about the wedding officiant stuff, but it has helped me with my public speaking, went into a brand new situation, reading a script, but I I obviously put my own flair on it, my own twist on it. And that was a lot of fun. Just another boost of confidence. You have to do things simply for the fun of it. When you're having fun, Okay, when you're having fun and you're just doing stuff for the fun of it, it's going to translate with how you show up on camera, period. That's it. So here's my action step for you. I want you to do the thing that you've been wanting to do. I don't want you to question it. I don't want you to be like, this is stupid. This is this. I just want you to take that first step. If it's a sport, if it's something that you've been wanting to try, like tennis, I tell everyone to play tennis. It's it's an amazing sport. It, it, it tells you so much about yourself. You learn so much about yourself by playing tennis. Look up tennis centers by you. Look up beginner's lessons. Look up beginner clinics. If you want to start acting, literally go on Google or go to Facebook, look, put in your city name. I'm in Austin, Texas. Look up. Okay. Okay. Let's say you're in Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia paid acting gigs, paid extra, right? If you want to just start off by getting your feet wet and being like kind of behind the scenes, you like, you want to be an extra in a scene, just look that up. See what's there. See if you fit the bill. You know, they'll tell you, you know, usually we want someone between the ages of 25 and 35, blonde hair. Like they'll tell you, like, just see if you like it. This is just the stuff that I did. And you know, if you're a hopeful romantic like me and you want to really just witness people getting married and and having love and you can go ahead and do that literally i went online and i said how to become a wedding officiant that's what i did and i paid 49 bucks and i got the uh certificate that's it 
And then I obviously I would like look for wedding officiant jobs. I did not want to start my own wedding officiant business. So it's cool because this company that I'm in, they feed me my my weddings and I go do it and they take care of all the billing, the invoice, the sales, the marketing. This is just fun for me. It's fun money. It's fun money and it's a great outlet. So I would love to hear from you once you listen to this episode. What's a hobby that you decided to take action on? As always, go to vasavikumar.com. You can contact me through there or find me on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. I really hope you take the stuff that you want to do and you and you have fun with it, right? Not everything has to be for something. It can just be for the pleasure of it. And in fact, I recommend that being your focus. Is this going to make me feel good? Does this bring me joy? Do I have fun? Is this pleasurable for me? Because if it's not going to do it, if it's not going to make you feel good and you're not having fun with it, and you don't get to experience that childlike wonder or that exhilaration, you might feel nervous at first, but I promise you it's going to get more exciting and more thrilling. It's just, what's the point of life, honestly? So I can't wait to hear more about what you decided to do. Let me know. Tag me on Instagram. My name is Vasavi. I will catch you next time on another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Hey there, this is Vasavi and my membership community, Real Rich, is the official sponsor of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Have you been looking for a community of people who get you, who think like you, and who are determined to becoming the person they were born to be? I'm talking no fluff, direct, real, and a raw community of people who are open-minded and willing to be honest with themselves and be the ultimate creators of their own life. Then I'm inviting you to join my subscription-based membership community, Real Rich, a community of women who are on a mission to get paid simply by showing up as their truest selves in business and in life. If you're looking for a community of women who you can turn to, seek insight from, and give back to, then try out the Real Rich community because it is time to be you and get paid. Learn more by heading over to vasavikumar.com forward slash membership. Here's to you being real rich. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. Want to take my free quiz on how well do you really know yourself? Head on over to vasavikumar.com forward slash take the quiz. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and create anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.